up, everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of ThatCast Network. Hey, now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, at the Living the Dream Studios. It is a new year. It's 2020. We got here fast, D-Boy. What's going on with you? Bruh, bruh. <laughs> is this the first time I've seen you in 2020? Uh, yep. Yeah, wow. first time. I mean, wow. I mean, it's only January 2nd. We know, granted, but, but still. I mean, <laughs> granted, it's you're my brother. Yeah, I have seen sure, you the for past sure. couple I, days. No, no, no. And I didn't, the I didn't podcast got us united. Hello, hello. So we're here. And uh, yeah, 2020 is definitely going to be a launching year for us. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, I do got a few announcements to make, to make though. I always usually start off with some announcements. Um, I always announce my basketball games, of course. Um, had a couple games this past weekend at Portland State. It was a split. They won one and lost one, beat Northern Colorado. Um, they lost to Southern Utah. That conference is just going to be nuts this year, though. It's so balanced. It's so competitive that that's just going to be a fun ride throughout the rest of the year, the Big Sky Conference. That game, Monday, there were six Big Sky Conference games played, and five of those six resulted in a victory of two points or less. For the teams that won, obviously, and the teams that lost, lost by two points or less. And then the game that didn't, that sixth game that didn't, it was uh, Idaho State against Eastern Washington. Idaho State beat Eastern Washington by six points. And Eastern Washington was predicted by the coaches this year to win the conference tournament. So and to be the champions of the conference. So that in itself was an upset. But I won't be back doing those games until January 18th. They're on the road for four games straight right now. But the games don't stop because now I'll be picking up my alma mater's game starting tomorrow, January 3rd. Pacific University, go Boxers. Um, playing against Linfield, that's our rival, so that's always a big game. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, Pacific will be coming down to play Lewis and Clark University here in Portland. So I'll be on the call for both of those games. And now shit really picks up because I got two teams that I'm doing that I'm broadcasting for. And so far, um, I've mainly just been doing all Portland State games. Quit but now, flexing on us, Pete. You're quite the busy man, both, huh? I mean, hey, you I know mean, what I mean? that's just the, oh, we just we just at the head of <laughs> it. Oh, there's Pete. more. There's more. I'm also booked at Export. Do you once sleep? again this weekend? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why should I? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I Why feel should you. I? I, feel I you. I'm getting after it. I'm getting after it. Get to it. But um, yeah, on the music end, I'm DJing. I'm back at Export again three times this month. I'll be there this Saturday. So after I do the Lewis and Clark game Saturday, I'm headed straight to Export to go DJ. Uh, That's January 4th, 9 p.m. I'll be on the ones and twos. I'll also be there next Friday, January 10th on the ones and twos. And then again, like January 25th. But obviously, coming up here shortly is this Saturday night, first Saturday of the year. We getting the vibes rocking and rolling as we do best. And uh, pull up if you ain't got nothing else to do. Really pull up even if you do have something else to do. Because that's going to be where it's at. So this Saturday, 9 p.m., meet me at Export. Um, you got any announcements, D-Boy? Nah, it's your floor, P. What about the comedy show? You, uh, the comedy show, are we, we announcing that yet? We gonna hold out on that? What we doing? What no, we we'll doing? talk about it right now. We right Go here, man. Go for it. We here. Go for it. I didn't know if gonna introduce no, that mean, since we got I DJ mean, we, Pounce in the situation. But, but yeah, but we both doing it together, so right, talk right. about it. So, uh, lately, or last year in 2019, I started collaborating with the homie Brim, 
who was already getting his feet wet with throwing comedy shows, and they were successful. I came out as a spectator. He hired my brother right here to me, to uh, DJ. And my brother was speaking highly of it. Like, bro, the comedians is funny. The vibe is dope. Like, it's a venue I hadn't been to at the time. So I pulled up, and I liked what I saw. And I saw the, the minimal kinks and wrinkles in the system that I felt like I could incorporate myself with and help out with and we did just that right uh going forward we did two shows that i was a part of since then so it was dope to have a little family affair my brother djing me being an investor slash business partner in the situation and then brim who you know since developing a relationship that's family too now he hosted so right um i've seen success with that and really enjoying the vibe and being a part of business that's different outside the music industry for yeah, real. Yeah, for so, sure. But it's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. So right. um, we threw two, like I said, that I was a part of, and then we didn't throw any more to end the year off, and so we we scheduled one for January twenty second, twenty twenty, to basically start off with a bang and keep it consistent. We looking to do every third Wednesday of the month where we having a big you know comedy show usually structured with one major headliner and then three to four local openers or local acts. And so uh, I'm looking forward to it this year. This month, we got Hannibal Thompson coming out That's from uh, from the Bay, which since bringing him out last time, he's grown exponentially. I mean, I think he's probably gotten an extra 15,000 followers since then. He's doing a a, a Instagram live show that's just booming right now. All American P. Exactly, as well as the (laughs) developed relationship that he got with Damian Lillard. Once again, the Bay Tide. So January 22nd at the Jack London Review, we will be having that show, uh, comedy show going, and those tickets go on sale, or on sale now. So go tap in and check it out. He did do stand-up, or he he did do a, a, a set at Damian Lillard's uh, Brookfield. I don't know if he did a set or if he was just a special guest, but he yeah, sent yeah, me his yeah, yeah. bio, and I know he was a special guest there at the minimum. At, at the I'm not sure if he performed since it was outdoors and right, right, right. a but lot the, going but on. Damon but Damon performs. Damon yeah, raps. He yeah. gets a stage set up out there. Yeah, I think it's a little different when you're talking. I, I mean, know, you got music usually at yeah, yeah, the yeah. event, but I think it's a little different for the comedy part. Right. But he might have, though. I'm, yeah. I'm not too sure. But all in all, they locked in. We locked in. Hannibal is very talented. I went to high school with him at Vallejo High ninth and 10th grade year. So me seeing him be the funny guy, class clown, even in high school right. and it converting into a real life career, career, career is, is crazy. He literally used to sing on his teammates on the basketball team. Serious roasting sessions. You feel me? <laughs> After break, uh, lunch, the whole nine. So to see that he took his craft and made it something real, uh, I, I'm, I'm all about it. So, yeah, so January 22nd, 2020, Jack Leonard review, uh, dirty comedy show number six. Number six. Number huh? six, huh? We yeah, climbed. I think, yeah, because you came in at about yeah, number four. four. I did four, and I then we got the five. Two and three yep, with him yep. DJing, and then yep. we all three were together. We on six, P. Four, five, now six. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Dirty comedy hour. Yeah, okay. For sure. All right, well, that'll be a good one. Um, But it's a new year, man. It's 2020, and we'll get into a couple topics. Um, definitely want to talk about some sports predictions that we have, especially coming up here in 2020 and even a decade. And then also um, some politics and culture predictions as well, because 2020 is obviously a big year. It's an election year. It's the turn of a decade. I mean, it's a lot incorporated into what 2020 means. It's not just your average regular year to year resolution, even though I do still want to kind of ask you briefly about if you had any New Year's resolutions, because I'm interested in hearing it. But 
um, as far as the topics that we'll discuss today, it'll be a bit bigger than just that. But what is, what Facts. was your New Year's resolutions, man? Um, I'm gonna do something different. I have a word of the year. I, have I do a, too. Yeah, I have a I word, a 2020 word, as opposed to a resolution. And I think this word will tie back into everything that I need to help get me through the year. But my word for 2020 is accountability. Mm. And I guess you can call that a resolution. But I think myself and a lot of people that I'm around are on to some really good things and doing some really good things already. Yeah. And I think the one thing that's blocking us from being great as opposed to good is accountability. We have a lot of time to self-reflect, self-think. We, we know what our insecurities are. We know what it takes to to beat certain things or give ourselves a better chance at certain things. And I think the only reason why I'm not fully where I want to be is due to accountability. And that could be in a relationship that could be doing my music, putting in the hours that could be, you know, us leveling up on this podcast and things that we've discussed multiple times that we are going to implement this year. Exactly. Consistency. Yeah. So instead of having a, a, a real resolution, I think that accountability word fits whether it's gym and fitness, I think it's just being accountable. So this year, even though I've always been somebody who, you know, I, I, I'm a realist with myself. Um, we're not going to look for no excuses. We're not going to look for no blame games or nothing. We're going to be accountable and give ourselves the best shot to be the best version of ourselves. And I think everything that we want is going to take care of itself. That's a good word. That's a good me? word. Real talk. Um, I got, that was off the head, too. I didn't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought about mine. I'll yeah, be honest yeah, with you. But I, that's real. I try to be a forward thinker as much as I can. And right. so, um, and I actually, it is interesting because you had a word, and I actually have a word for 2020. Wow. And that word for me is consolidation. Okay, you used that through text with me today. Consolidation. And I told somebody, my brother always texting me these big-ass yeah, words. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The word is consolidation. Okay. And here's why I say what that. What that mean, bro? I'm sorry. What that mean? Um, It's basically like the coming together of, or okay. you know what I mean? Like bringing it all together kind of into one central place, one central location. It's like, you know what I mean? Even if, I guess, in like finance talk, when you got loans here and loans there, you can kind of consolidate your loans, bring them all together, and then create a plan around that. He went to um, Pacific University, and I went to Napa Valley Junior College, just so y'all know, okay? Yeah, I Thank mean, I you. I did, I did, I did. I got, I got my bachelor's degree from Pacific. Yes, I, indeed. I could brag a little and bit about that. And I got that. my associate. Thank you. We but, both agreed but, up. But, yeah, hello, hello. That's real. Black, yep, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but even beyond that, but yeah, it's basically like just the bringing together of. And I think for me, um, I felt like I've been living like several different lives and, I, and I'm talking starting at home. I'm not even just talking within my career, but it will kind of transfer over to my career. Right, right. But obviously I even sort of did that with my family, um, which is it, that situation had been kind of all over the place. And. I just decided it was time for me to bring it all together and kind of tie up loose ends mm-hmm. and, and, and just make this become this full unit, strengthen things and just kind of really do things the right way, essentially. Um, but taking that and kind of, you know, starting in the household and then branching that out into my career, into my profession, I've had the fortune of being able to do a lot of different things, a lot of great things, a lot of things that people wish that they could be doing, especially at this young age of mine. And because of that, I've dealt with the pressures of trying to hold myself to a certain standard. Um, I've held to the pressures of being new and being young in um, environments and in industries where I'm trying to like 
play up a bit because I mean, even when I think back to when I first got my radio show, like that was only a week after I graduated college. And I'm in a top 25 media market and I land a sports radio show a week after I graduated college. It just doesn't happen that way. Like yeah. it just doesn't happen. Um, the DJ and deal, like even with what I'm doing um, with export, like that's a big deal. It's a big loca- It's a big it's a prime time spot here in the city of Portland. And now I'm DJing there and I kind of just jumped into that. And then um, with commentating you know i started off at pacific university after i got laid off from my radio show as a commentator at my school which is ncaa division three school which is a big deal but i didn't do that for several years before i ended up commentating for a division one school in portland state and doing tv commentary Mm -hmm. literally i did like half a season at pacific university Mm -hmm. and then because i only do conference play at pacific anyway and then the following year, halfway through that season, I ended up being a commentator at Portland State. So I've had to kind of jump into all of these different endeavors and 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 really establish myself in these environments um, just each differently. Like I've had to kind of handle each one separately. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm at a spot where I'm comfortable in all of these different spaces. Right. And I want to kind of consolidate them and bring it all together and make it make sense, primarily through this here podcast, but just in my life in general. So I'm not feeling like I'm living two and three and four lives. Yeah. I feel like there's a way where I can live one life and it can all be me. And I'm just bringing it all together where it makes sense to me and it makes sense to my family and my household, but it also makes sense to the consumers and the people that I'm talking to and the people that are listening to me and following my life and my career. And I don't want them to be confused about it either. I want it to be clear for them too, because they matter. (laughs) Not not to discredit nothing you said, because you did jump off the porch and get straight to it. But I grew up in the same household with you, same room, bunk beds for a long time. And... I can't say that we surprised, Cuddy, that you commentating I, and doing, you know, what you're doing. I, I do I do know that you jumped straight from college. You didn't have a super background with doing that. But, bro, since you was about three years old, you've been talking about who had the most stats and who was the best at that. You was preaching with a shoestring. You did a lot. You you knew your yeah. stuff early on. You right, feel right, me? And so right. um, it's crazy because just like we talked about with Hannibal and him translating, you know, singing on people at school to really being a comedian – it's really kind of a similar thing. I think yeah. we've all caught that, that right. you were going to be a sports commentator or something along those lines because sure. you always could talk well and you always knew what you was talking about. Right, so right, shout right. out for you to make no, that a, a I, career I, too. I, I appreciate that. And yeah. I don't feel like I'm in any of these places by accident. And I right. haven't even mentioned Street Roots yet. Right, right. And the work that I'm doing there, managing a vendor program for one of the more prominent nonprofit organizations here in this big city. Um, and I write for them as well. I'm going I'm to attack my writing skills and, and, and my writing craft a lot more this year as well. But I just wanted to all come together and make sense in a way where there's a flow even though I'm doing so many different things, there's still a flow to it. People got to know the real you. So you know what I mean? Makes there's sense, a flow to you know? it. So, so I think I, I started doing the consol. I started the consolidation process at the end of 2019. You know what I mean? With really just kind of getting my house in order. And now I'm translating that into my professional career and all of the great things that I'm, that I happen to be doing. And, and there's never been a time where I felt like I didn't deserve to be doing these things. And it's never been a time where I wasn't confident while doing them, but I just kind of been doing them all separately. 
Now it's time to bring it together. So that's that's the word for me for 2020. But now let's get into these sports. And obviously, I mean, the NFL playoffs start this weekend. So it's that's an easy, quick, current, and upcoming 2020 prediction that we can make here going into this new decade. Um, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I ain't even going to say the Ravens, but I'm so impressed by Jackson right now. It's crazy, but that's my prediction. I, I, ain't I don't say see too it much. I think the Ravens winning it all. I don't see it happening. Who you see? Don't I, say I, the Niners. I don't see it happening. Don't say and the Niners. I, I don't. I don't see the Niners winning it either. Who you see winning? Um, you know who I actually got winning the Super Bowl this year? Talk to me. It, it's it's a toss up between either the New Orleans Saints or the Green Bay Packers. Drew Brees nasty. Drew Brees is something else. Drew Brees nasty. But so is Aaron fucking Rodgers. I I, I believe in that guy. I don't think. And, and, I, and I haven't even too, mentioned Brady in the Patriots. But I don't think. I agree. I agree. That's know? why I, I, I was <laughs> definitely it, there was a reason why I said New Orleans first. first. Yeah, that to me is the scariest team in the playoffs right now. That yeah. team is really, really good. Drew Brees is in a bag like no other. Sean Payton is a hell of a fucking coach. They got the and nucleus. They, they got, been rocking they with. Got a, they been they in got the a, Super they Bowl. Got a, they got a chip on their shoulder because they <laughs> yeah, should have went to the fucking Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Remember the big discrepancy yeah, when they played the, against the yeah, Rams? Yeah, bro. So, so they have a different kind of chip on their shoulder playing yeah. off of that as well. Yeah. I think New Orleans is the team that's yeah. going to take the Super Bowl this That's year. Good, it's and, crazy and, that it just seemed like the Saints are made for the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. that black and gold and that, like, like you said, Sean Payton dome, and Tr- yeah, like, oh, it, just, it just seems like a Super Bowl kind of organization. And so, uh, I've been sleep on them, I guess, because I'm, I'm not going to say sleep because I seen Drew Brees break the record the other day and all that stuff. But right, right. I, I've been so caught up in this Lamar Jackson thing. I've seen some some quarterback play that I have not seen in a long time. And it's kind of like in basketball when you've seen Curry change the narrative and the 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 play of the game with the three-pointer and all that. It's like we haven't seen a prolific runner running quarterback like this since Michael Vick. Obviously, we hear a lot of those comparisons, but I take it even further, and it could just be by chance or it could be by design, but – Oregon quarterback yesterday rushing for three uh, yeah. rushing touchdowns. I think it's a correlation with that yeah. because I think that's the future of quarterbacks now as being a dual threat, passing and running. And so I think Lamar Jackson is doing the best job of both right now, especially with passing being so much better than it was last year because that's what people didn't think he was going to be able to Here's do. Here's the thing. I would be absolutely elated if Lamar Jackson won the Super Bowl this year. He's a young black he's quarterback. He's winning MVP, right? He, he, he's going to win MVP, okay. for right. sure. That's, right. that's 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 going to Lamar When you got Jackson. the most valuable if player, I always think you got a chance. I'm if sorry. If it doesn't, then, then, <laughs> then, then some shit's rigged, yeah. and the NFL yeah. are going to deal with more politics than they dealt with Facts. before. But, but I can't see if they rig it, it's going to be uh, We're not even gonna say I don't quarterback. He's going to win the MVP. But... Here's the only concern that I have about that new style of play, which I do think is the future of the sport. Um, But I am still a firm believer in this, and this is in any sport. I feel like in the postseason, the game slows down. By that, I mean each play becomes magnified. Each, Each down becomes you're playing against better and stiffer competition. Each, each, you know what I mean? I, I feel like it's just another level where teams are going to really, really work to contain him, and they're going to be really, really I good agree. teams I agree with, with really, really good about defenses and really, really good players but that can get the job done in bro, a moment like you gotta that. you got to realize I agree with you, but I don't think that will affect the Ravens as much because the Ravens have been winning 
exponentially. I'm talking about 42 to 10, 48 to 13. Sure. Like they've been blowing people out. So because of that, yeah, maybe the games will be a little closer. Maybe it'll be a, a little bit less scoring. But I've sat and watched the Ravens enough this year to know that he's hard to stop. Oh, Period. absolutely. He's hard I, to stop. I, I think he's going to be a problem for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, so I'm not taking that, that being part said, away I'm from give, him. I'll give but him a I great think, chance. But I think over the course of a divisional game, uh, 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 AFC championship game, and a Super Bowl, that's tough to accomplish, man. It's, and that sport, especially, where, like I said, the parody is nuts, and I get what you're saying. <laughs> he's showing that there's probably not as much parody because he's blowing everybody out, but I'm telling you. And he's also going to be playing against these other dynamite quarterbacks say, Drew Brees is who, who, who he might also not have to is going to slow down the game. He can That's what I mean. It's not just about the defense trying to contain him, even though, yes, he will be playing against better defenses. There will be offenses that he'll be playing against that will be very strategic and and how he can affect the game as well so i just think all around like i i i just think playoff ball the game slows down things are a lot more meticulous and there's not as much freelancing there's great strategy there's great stiff competition and over the course of three games i just can't give him the nod to do it I can give Drew Brees that nod, though. So, so final so final hot picks, hot takes. You got the uh, Saints and I got the Ravens, right? Facts. $20 bet live on the air right $20, now. Y'all hear $20, it. $20, I bet I'm closer than he is. If, if neither one win, then we break even. But <laughs> I got the Ravens. So twenty that we so is the thing. $20, $20. There it is. I think I still got twenty twenty vision, but I haven't got my eyes checked in a while. But and maybe I'm going to pay you in so, 21s we'll if, 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 if you win. Go to the strip club. Thank you. <laughs> it, All right. Um, well, then let's just keep it rolling. NBA. Who's going to win the NBA finals this year? It's, that's Lakers. I got the Clippers. Yeah, the Lakers is lately, I mean, I'm not worried about it. The Lakers was really dominating. And then I think yesterday they gave up like a 23-point lead and it got back down to five to like a weak team. But mm-hmm. um, And then we seen them lose on to the Clippers on Christmas, which they controlled the game for much. I can't say controlled the game, but they were in the lead for – a large majority of the game and then gave it away in the fourth quarter or lost it in the fourth quarter. So a little bit of red flags popping up, but nothing too much, nothing that I'm worried about. I I still think that, yeah, I still think that with AD and LeBron being a dynamic duo there and then the extra help, we know how important that the, the big spot shooter is in the playoffs. You got that in Danny green. Um, We know how, how uh, strong Dwight Howard is as a backup, as well as JaVale McGee. So I just think all of the depth and the tools that the Lakers have will, um, you know, oversee the, the the competition when it when it comes down to a series. And yeah. I, I think it's going to be hard to beat them. I don't I see that. I can, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And our guy Spencer is in here, by the way. Come on, chime in, chime in. We got Spencer in the Spencer's cut. Y'all in the cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, Spence? I... I would not sleep on the Bucks. I could easily see the <laughs> Lakers choking. You mean the again. Bucks that got whooped by twenty yeah. something on Christmas? Yeah, but they beat Christmas. the Lakers. I know, I know, that. I know. I know. I still, I still don't see right. enough depth on there though. I think they got a good solid. They got both two the to Lopez th- twins, man. That's got- what I mean. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we heard you now. Split back, back to the lecture. <laughs> what fuck said? Both the Lopez twins. Next. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Who do you got, B? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I got the Clippers, man. All right, I got the Clippers. I got the Clippers because, for one, I think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the world. And we actually talked about that on the last episode. Um, for two, I think they just have more weapons all the way around. I think, um, you know, they got better shooters. They got more firepower. I think they have more scores. If you can, if you can, with AD and LeBron, they're each going to score and they're each going to get their numbers. It's more so of a matter of how efficiently they can do that. And if you can shut down their pick and roll and you make each of those guys kind of play independent isolation basketball rather than allowing them to play a two-man game and really play and thrive off of each other, I think that's the answer to being able to stop that Los Angeles Lakers team. You let them play two-man ball, though, you're fucked. There's nothing you could do about it. They're too good, too big, too strong, too athletic, too. LeBron passes too well. AB scores it too well. LeBron scores it very well. AB, AD scores in any way. He, I mean, they're just, they're just dynamite when it comes to them two um, coupled together and being a duo, I think, against any other duo in the league. But I do think that there is a way to kind of each make them independent and not have them play a two-man game and really kind of play as a unit. And that's the answer to being able to beat them. I think that the Clippers have the arsenal to be able to make them play that style of play, more so that independent style. Um, they've got athletic defenders. They've got every type of defender. They got physical defenders. They have they have long uh, length. They have a lot of length. They have pesty defenders such as Patrick Beverly. I just think they have all the tools to be able to kind of strategize and get underneath their skin in any way possible to be able to come out of the West. Um, as far as the East is concerned, I think my dark horse is actually Boston coming out of the East. Hell no. Nah. I think that's my dark horse. Mm -mm. And, and, and here's why. Because obviously they got Kimball Walker over there now. He's playing great. But I think a lot of people are sleeping on the young players uh, and Jalen Brown. They're, they're sleeping on what they could do over there because really they have a lot of experience already playing Jason in Tatum these big too, games. Huh? Jason Tatum, they have experience playing in Eastern Conference Finals. They've played against LeBron. They've, they've beaten Philadelphia. Like, they've played on the biggest stages necessary to where this could really be their breakthrough year experience. and being able to win because they have experience. And I don't think it just goes for the, the players on the roster. I also think it goes for Brad Stevens, their head coach. I respect him as a coach. He's a sure. great coach. He, he's a proven coach. Over time, from the college level when he was at Butler to what he's already been able to do with that young core here in Boston. And I think this year is the breakthrough year for them to be able to just kind of run the East, essentially. And I know a lot of people like the Bucks and a lot of people like the Sixers because they kind of have the sexier names on their roster. But I think the experience and Pause. the talent, what? too. The what? You I'm know sorry. what I mean, man. I don't I ain't, You know, I rock. I'm, I'm straight at 6 o'clock, baby. You feel me? But, 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 but either way, um, yeah, back to, to the back. I I, to. It's all good. But, yeah, they have the, the more attractive names on their roster. Mm -hmm. But I think Boston's roster is attractive enough. It's experienced enough. And they're gonna just put it all together and they played on stage the stages necessary to be able to overcome that i got philly out the east tell me more um ben simmons and 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 <laughs> he the can't other shoot. but i think they still gonna be better and i like Embiid. i think he's, he's a savage i think he, he's a monster i think that shot that Kawhi hit on him last year was big for his morale i think it made him hungrier too like you said they they tasted it you feel me and they went out in 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 that kind of fashion so 
I just think Embiid and Ben Simmons by the end of this season will have it figured out enough to go on a real run to try to make it up out the East. I just don't think they shoot it well enough. If they get cold, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over for him. I think they... Who's been... Who the light-skinned cuz again? I've Tobias been, Harris. Yeah, lately he's been balling. Tobi- but yeah. Tobias He's Harris a baller, like though. That. Yeah, he's a baller. He's like but that, but Still I not your spot man, shooter like I was man, telling you. I think yeah. when it goes to... A like the playoffs and champion, I think you need that spot-up shooter that's not going to be off and on. We know Danny Green could get hot and go 8 for 8 in this month. They you had feel that, me? They had that in J.J. Reddick. I know. They yeah, they went get, out, like yeah, you said, they yeah. went out in a cold fashion yeah. to Kawhi. Yeah. That was yeah. really what it came down to. Yeah. So they went out I think in a cold it definitely fashion. hurt to lose J.J. I think he's more important than you know when it comes to those kind of games. But I still, I think Philly got enough firepower and enough drive to make it happen this year. Alright. Well, I like our picks You want to bet another 20? It's 2020. Fuck 2020. It, let's, do it. let's do it. All right. <laughs> two twenties we got. We got bets on the east and the west. It's Thank you. It only makes sense to <laughs> bet good. to make two twenty dollar bets in the yeah. year 2020. Thank you. But um, yeah. So that's good. Next up, we'll uh take it more so to the politics and culture side and talk about some of our predictions in that element and in those areas. So keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. So, 2020, big-time year. Obviously, we gave our predictions for the Super Bowl. We gave our predictions for who we got winning the NBA title. I want to transition into politics and a little bit of culture and music as well. Um, But let's just start with the political element here. Obviously, 2020, it's an election year. What better way to start than, you know, pretty much coming out and saying, do we think Trump is going to get reelected? Do we think Bernie is going to come out of the Democratic Party and get the job done? Um, I guess I'll come out and get it started and say, no, I don't think Trump is going to get reelected. Me either. I, I think Bernie is is, is going to have his coming out party this year. I think Bernie was already kind of really close to having that happen. He got caught up in the whole mix with the Clintons. And I think... Um, Bill played more of a role in that than we give him credit to. Obviously, we know kind of the embarrassing moment in America that took place with Hillary losing to Trump. Mm -hmm. But I think when it came to the Democratic Party in particular, Bill played more of a role in in Hillary being able to come out of that back in 2016 to represent the Democratic Party to even go up against Trump. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we learned a lot from that. I think think the Democratic Party learned a lot from that because they obviously saw that that didn't work. And the other viable option that probably could have worked was Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. So now you fast forward to 2020 where Trump, we don't, well, the Democrats, obviously. I know too many criminals because I was going to say Trump got expunged. What's the word he just got? Like, peach. Yeah, that expunge word was stuck on my helmet. Yeah, Eddie, he, he I can't got get the impeached out. He, he got impeached. He got impeached. <laughs> but but I think I think because of the impeachment as well, the country's in desperation mode. Got to get him out of here. I mean, because now we look. I think the impeachment does fool. more help for Trump than harm. To be honest, I don't know why, but it's something about all the dumbass. Uh, verbiage about impeachment. First off, I think a lot of us, including myself, don't re- impeachment, bro. I got it now. <laughs> I think a lot of it, people don't aren't really familiar all the way with. Po- I've I've watched so many people after like, so what does this really mean? And boom, boom, and off top with Trump being popular already, I think it just kind of boosted his popularity and made the Republican side want to go even harder to prove a point and keep them in there. But I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not the biggest political person. 
and and you might know more about it than me, but I that's what I feel that it's just not out of there for him. I think he has a legit chance to win still when we're talking about Bernie Sanders being the only chance to to really have a fight in it. Well, uh, well I, I mean, let's be clear. Be, it I'm might not, be Trump. I mean, I do think that the impeachment is a blemish on his record, um, but obviously he has several blemishes on his record before coming into office and when he ran to get in the office in the first place um obviously when it came to women and things of that sort and when it came in the, when it came to uh what did he what did he say something about the pussy he said you grabbing like, he, it or grabbing something it, yeah, grabbing yeah, the yeah. pussy all yeah, that you know what yeah, i mean like just, he, he already did and said a lot that i think if america had it it's right thinking caps on they wouldn't allow him in the office in the, the last place. time around in the first place so i don't think that impeachment necessarily counts him out but what I do think is the Democratic Party learned from the mistakes that they made last election and their rallying cry is going to be a bit stronger. And Trump did indeed still lose some support because he did get impeached. Sure, he has his diehards. Facts. I'm not saying that. But I think when Hillary was coming into office, there was a lot of people that was on the fence because they really just did not want to see Hillary get into office. Right. I mean, it, it was Hillary. She's got things that she's done not so well throughout her kind of political career. Um, it's a woman. That's that. I mean, people think that that's not a hard barrier to break, but in this country, that's still a hard barrier to break. Unfortunately, to be the first. unfortunately I'm not saying it's fair. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying how I feel it yeah. went. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, that was a hard barrier for her to break as well. But I think with Bernie coming into into office, um, or I think he's going to represent the Democratic Party. Um, but with Bernie coming in and with Trump having the blemish that he has and not having the same advantages over Bernie mm -hmm. that he had over Hillary, I think it'll give Bernie the edge in that. That's just how I and see And real quick, we had a few more homies pull up since, you yeah, feel me? Introduce since them. Introduce them. Yeah, what's, what's happening, man? What's Talk to on? me. What's going on? Oh, man, nothing much. My man, name is G-Wade, Yeah, G-Wade. You feel me? That's my dog, G-Wade. He just pulled up and brought somebody. We got some meetings taking place after and all of that. But long story short, we're not going to get too deep into it. But G-Wade just said... He think that Trump is going to win again. And, I, and like I said, without getting too deep, no, see, tell me why. We don't say it like that. Yeah. No. Like, right, how we going to win. No, I know. We know that. But, but you said you think he is. Yeah, I think the Democratic Party is approaching this uh, the wrong way. Because okay. what it's saying to Trump's face is, we've been wanting to get you out of here. Since he got elected, you know what I'm saying? The Democratic Party has been like, it's only, we're on the road to impeachment. Facts. Right. Since he first got here. They got there, though. So yeah. They got there. Right. But they've been saying this, we're going to get you, going to get you, right? Uh -huh. So finally they got here, but they got him on something that's kind of a technicality. Because what he did, it's hard to do this and not get too deep into it. Yeah, but yeah. what he did was what they wanted him to do in the first place, was be a businessman and get a cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when Ukraine came and said, we need that foreign aid money, and he said, hey, I'll give you the foreign aid money if you give me some dirt on Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Biden's not going to win. I don't, but I don't think so either. I don't think right. Biden's... If Biden won it, I think that could be its own issue. But, but I'm, I think Bernie will win. aspect, though, somebody yeah. who can do it because so, he has the base of... Uh, Obama's base, Obama's base. Yeah. So to clarify, the impeachment doesn't mean that it's for sure a wrap for Trump in 2020. No, so That's what I wanted... It's, I, it's what? The Senate still has to Okay. The Senate still has to Right, and we heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the impeachment just said, hey... 
we can send this to the Senate and say if we want to bring you up on charges. The Senate can remove but what is But charges. what does that do for his campaign, though? Because now you are attacking well, a presidential the, campaign and you also have to deal I with... I like the commentary. Go, ...with going in front of Senate and fighting the case, essentially, and to try not to get impeached. So I think with both of those aspects coming into play... It's going to be a really, really hard for him to be able to maneuver wiggle and wiggle through both at the same time. Things will get really murky, especially because he did some things that weren't the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, he still has no political experience before becoming president. So I feel like there are a lot of people, a lot of groups. There's people from different parties that have legitimate experience that know how to strategize politically to make it to where it's a lot of loopholes that he has to try to get through when it comes to trying to campaign as well as not be uh, impeached fully because he's got to go up against Senate. I just think that's going to be hard for him to get over. Why did they vote him in office in the first place? Because hmm. he wasn't a politician. Yeah, but they now there, he, and he proved and now, that that wasn't so the right move. As right, a businessman yeah. to get the cherry on top in a business move. So if I say, listen, man, like you know what I'm saying? If you come to me and say I need a bailout, right? Mm-hmm. And I say I got you, right? But if I give you this bailout, then I want my the people from my company to come stay at your hotel for free. If say a hotel, I can give me a bailout for you on hotels. All right. right. But I want my people. I get a cherry on top. They can come and stay there for free. When I have conventions, I get to throw it there for free. Yeah, but get once you, on top, but right? once legalities come As into the play, as the president, you shouldn't do that. But yeah, you shouldn't be playing with America's mm-hmm. money. Once legalities and using it for it's if over. If he did it cleanly, then I might agree with you. Exactly. Yeah, if he did it cleanly, I might agree with you. In all of that, he was still like charging his own charities to like throw events in Mar-a-Lago in Florida and stuff like. Even even in all of that, like, too much James. Didn't do it too much James. He didn't do it cleanly. He didn't do it cleanly. It's gonna get. Guess what? D boy LTD for 2020. <laughs> moving right along, family. You feel me? Thank y'all but for I did. I'm Thank glad that that happened because I do like that commentary and that verbiage and people to yeah, kind of see right. because, like I said, <laughs> with the impeachment, a lot of different definitions and confusion and everything. So the fact that you know that not only Trump still has a chance to stay in office or, you know, get another term, but some people really do strongly feel that he's going to land that. Yeah, I, and I that's think it's crazy more, I don't, to me. I don't think my outlook is, is Trump has a chance because, like I said, I don't think he's going to win. I think my outlook is more so I wouldn't be surprised if some shit happened and he ended up being reelected. That's crazy. I don't, I'm not going to say he has a chance, but I think we were if we were crazy enough to elect him once... I can't put it past us so not to be crazy enough to elect then. them again. Basically, not really. I just think we're crazy. That's yeah, really what I it comes down could, to. Yeah, facts, <laughs> I think I think America is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's all it is. But um, keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. And next we'll be discussing um, some decade stuff. We want, Oh, you know what I didn't get to? We're keeping it rolling. The album of the year. I want to talk about the album of the year. I okay. said we're going On to talk the same segment. We're good. Culture. We'll keep this segment rocking. Cool. The album of the year. Who do you got? Who do you foresee, I guess, having the biggest album in 2020? It was a list out there that we couldn't find. So, and they talked to about name a few, in, the, the in since 1995, this was the first year in 2019 where at least one of these artists didn't drop an album. An album. And that, an album. I mean, to name a few, it was about 12 to 15, right? Split. Yeah. 
But to name a few, uh, J. Cole, he didn't drop a solo album. He dropped a group Dreamville project we talked about last yeah. podcast. Kendrick Lamar didn't drop an album. Jay-Z didn't drop an album. Drake didn't drop an album. Rihanna didn't drop an album. Childish Gambino didn't drop an Lil album. Wayne. And Lil Wayne didn't drop an album. Nicki Minaj didn't drop an album. It was about 10 to 12 notable people who didn't That's drop an that. album. And that hadn't happened at, from at least one of them since 1995. So it's been a lot of talk and speculation about some of the biggest artists in the world yeah. dropping an album in 2020. And I'm going to have to, after seeing that interview, listening to some of it with you, I'm going to have to say I'm looking the most forward to Drake album, period. I think the man is super calculated. We know he's talent. That's bona fide, hit maker, all that. But I think the the stage he's at in a career and the knowledge that he has and everything that's going to be implemented into that, um, the versatility, I'm looking most forward to that. I feel like with everybody else, it's kind of a... You know what you're gonna get, even though I respect it. But you're with Drake, crazy. with Drake, you're that's my crazy. opinion. I feel like with, I'm you telling just you, know. you're crazy for having it, that opinion. It, it, yeah, I think you Drake, do not know what you're gonna get from Kendrick Lamar because that's the album I'm looking forward to the most. Facts. In okay. I, I, you I guess. Predict what you I guess are when I'm talking, when I'm talking, Lamar. I guess I would say outside of Kendrick because I'm talking about the Jay Z's. You pretty much know what you're gonna get. You know the tone you're gonna get. You know that it's going to be very minimal features. You know the message that's going to be behind it. Same with, I, I heard Nicki Minaj retired or said she's done yeah, with music, we'll but see. we'll, we'll see, see about that. I'm not completely sold on that. Um, even with J. Cole, I think you primarily know what you're going to get. I would agree with you on Kendrick because um, I won't even go to versatility as far as just he has a unique style. He has a lot of stacked tracks where it sounds like not necessarily singing, but that nah, 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 that whatever that sound effect is that he does, it's kind of like stringy, and I feel like you just never know what what Kendrick and his content is out of this and, world and his too. Content. His That's content is, is out of this world. I, I don't so think Drake could I think, touch Kendrick when it comes to. But content. once again, I said Drake, Drake is a more, bona fide hit maker, yeah, and so but but I, but I think it comes so many ways, and that's what I mean when you say hit maker from you know one dance to his harder stuff to. God's plan. It's just so many different ways that Drake attacks his his fan base and his market that I, I, I don't know what to expect from his album, but I know it's going to be dope. I understand that. I agree Kendrick, when you said Kendrick, too. Kendrick, with every album Kendrick dropped, he's like created something bigger than life, essentially. I don't think Drake has always been that. Sure, Drake is a hit maker, but with Kendrick, for example, you think about the Damn Project. That was the first project outside of like jazz and classical music to get a Pulitzer Prize. Mm -hmm. Like that's a different kind of achievement right. than we've ever seen, and we probably might not ever see again unless mm -hmm. it's him. Mm -hmm. I don't think Drake has that any. Um, you think about back to to Pimp a Butterfly. We, he had all those Grammy nominations. I think to this day he holds the records for Grammy nominations in a year. Mm -hmm. um, he tied MJ. Like like his 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 projects are so much bigger than life. And where I think you you talked about uh, Dreamville's album. One reason why I think even Dreamville can't see. Uh, oh man, I'm, I just went blank. What's Kendrick's label? Schoolboy, top TDE, Top Dog Entertainment. One reason why I think Top Dog is the absolute best label probably in the game right now is because of artist development. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. They develop their artists in a way that's so unique, and it obviously starts at the head with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, but J Rock, J Rock, crazy artist the pre- development. The, yeah. Schoolboy Q, crazy artist development. I mm-hmm. think the fact that they take more time than anybody to develop their artists, and like I said, that obviously starts at the head with Kendrick Lamar. That is the sole reason why his production does what it does and and reaches the and achieves what it achieves essentially and i just don't think drake has the i, I think drake is limited in being able to achieve Shit, what kendrick can achieve that in that area no 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 and i think i agree with i agree i understand i won't say i agree but i understand what you're saying is because Kendrick is kind of known as that, like he can unlock be- some shit best flamethrower as far as really diving in on on that level with con- with real conscious substance, right? But mm-hmm. Drake, at the same time, once again, he's so versatile. He can go bar for bar. He's never been real super political in his music or anything. But once again, he's a hit maker, and what we know but about Kendrick this day too. and age. <laughs> I mean, Kendrick is a hit maker, but I'm saying like Drake will drop an album and four of them damn songs on the album will be on the on the radio. But Kendrick can too. I don't think so. Tell me, tell me when, tell me when Kendrick has simultaneous like hits on the radio. I would have to pull up when it was the pool full of liquor. It was pool full of liquor. You know what I mean? You had yeah, swimming pools. That's swimming pools. I mean, but it was different times though. I'm saying Drake would literally have three to four songs on the radio at the same time. Period. So So, Butterfly did the same thing. I I don't think you're right. Damn did the same thing. You ain't told me. I'll look at the track list right now. Yeah, I would need to know simultaneously. But damn had hits, and that's no no disregard. Pull up the track list. Yeah, no disregard to Kendrick though. DNA, loyalty, humble, love. Oh man, he had that's four right yeah, there, and yeah, that's yeah. just off the damn record. Yeah, facts, um, um, facts. Um, um, let's let's take it to, to Pimp a Butterfly because that was. I think the damn one had more probably simultaneously uh, than to Pimp a Butterfly. Pimple, I don't know. Right, I think so. I don't think I don't think to he pimple. ever had more than that damn record. That was four. He had a lot of records on that one, and I didn't even think about. All four to, of them. To Pimp a Butterfly, he had King Kunta. He had uh, We Gonna Be All Right. He had, oh man, he had For Free. He had, man, he... These but all of them were not simultaneously had, on, on the, the radio. Album. But I'm for saying they weren't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's cheating me right now. That was not on the radio. But he, for free, like he throwing names out there. But I I mean, we all know Drake, he, he lives on the damn charts. He lives, uh, you yeah, know, I mean, and, and when Kendrick drops... So does he. You feel me? But I think, I think even even though. even more so. Another point. Drake used to have real Drake haters. I think he's quieted that down in the last few years more so than ever because his talent is undeniable and he's used everything that we thought could be a disadvantage to him to his advantage. And I'll give you an example. We all remember when he battled with Meek Mill, right? Yeah. When he said. You're getting bodied by a singing nigga. Like, that was his way of like, okay, you can't talk about me being a... Boom. I'm, I, Meek Mill's supposed to be one of y'all most prolific rappers of the decade to a lot of people we know. Am I right? But, am I right? But here's the thing. Uh, am I right? And then you can tell me, but am I right? Is, say is, it again. Is Meek Mill one of the most pro- prolific rappers of the decade? Sure. And Drake ate his ass. And then you he feel got me? ate by fucking... Um, he, he, didn't get, he, he didn't get he ate, by, ate push. by push. When do we hear he push? When do we hear push? <laughs> When do we hear push? What I'm saying is, when do we hear push? But we, is, re- he's relevant to us because we're music heads. But this is what I'm saying. The bitches don't give a fuck about push. But this is what I'm saying. Push, <laughs> Period. But push touched him. We ain't seen nobody touch Kendrick yet. Drake 
If we saw Drake Different. get touched. Once again, vulnerable because of who Drake it. is. I feel like he's a target. That's why I said he unlocked Who's come for Kendrick? Drake. Who is a target only because of, because his he, music is for women. Like, that's what I'm saying, that bro. That's my point. Nobody has when come for Kendrick get and even made enough noise that we know about but, it. But, but with what Kendrick has been able to accomplish, what Kendrick's Fact, resume I'm not, in, yeah, I'm not taking what Kendrick's away from that. resume in, for him to still not to get touched even with that resume and all of those accomplishments speaks volumes about Kendrick. So you got Kendrick album of the year and I got Drake. Hello. You want to bet, Doug? I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the game. Yeah. Kendrick, yeah. come on, Nobody man. Nobody that. came for him. Nobody has touched Kendrick. That's that why too. I said he can unlock something too. that nobody Everyone else can. Like, hey. All right. Yeah, great conversation. We're going to see. Sure. I, don't, sure. I don't think none of us got bad choices in for that, sure. so we'll see what it is. But I'm glad we touched that. Now, lastly, we're going to talk about some more decade stuff. We obviously gave our predictions on 2020. Now we're going to kind of just try to predict the decade just a little bit. And some of it is going to have to do with what we have going on here locally in the state of Oregon. So keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. So, um, like I said, I want to start off with something local when it comes to predicting 2020. And I think it's apparent that what your interest is in it, because you've been betting me $20 on every damn segment oh, that yeah, we've like had that. on the podcast mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about betting, which obviously you love to do. Um, and it's sport, sports betting here in the state of Oregon. Um, sports betting is legal now here in the state of Oregon. And you're already betting every day, mm-hmm. whether it's on the podcast or through what? What is it? Scoreboard or yeah, something? Don't make it sound bad. I'm winning too, yeah, Caddy. I'm up I, right I, now. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But you're still betting you every you're damn already day. You're already betting every day. day. Yeah, like you're like, damn. Slow down. <laughs> slow down, Turbo. Yeah, but, man. <laughs> but you bet. You got. You bet. The number pop up every time the app load up, and it is the Oregon Lottery scoreboard yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but really, what I want to ask is now. That it is legal here in this state. What do we think that does for Oregon sports this decade? Because obviously we won't see results after 2020 on kind of what betting will do here in this state. But I do think over the course of a decade we could kind of see a tide turn here. Um, so what do you think? When it you does say what do it, what does it do? What, what do you, does it does elaborate? It enhance, does it enhance sport culture here in the state of Oregon? Because I, I don't think Portland is necessarily a sports city, and that's kind of been part of his problem over kind of breaking through one ceiling that I think it has potential to break through and sort of getting to that so, next I like that you tier said that. of sports cities. Yeah, essentially. I understand because I think Portland is not a sports city, but I think Oregon is a sports state. And we'll talk about it more mm-hmm. um, at the collegiate level because I think people take very much so pride in, in uh, college football, especially here with the right. Ducks and with uh the Oregon State Beavers out in Corvallis. So I hey, shout I mean, out to Portland State yeah, too, baby. Yeah, facts. And then I played college ball out here in Oregon <laughs> and so did you facts. play college ball in Oregon. Facts. So with that being said, I, I've always felt that sports vibe within the state. I was all the way in Corvallis and Albany area, but it was it was sports infested out there, period. So I would agree maybe not so much uh Portland as a city, but again that's because it's only what the is Blazers. it? One, you got the Blazers, <laughs> and then it's soccer. You got the the Timbers. The timber. So I don't want to discredit that because I went to my first few soccer and games, soccer matches this lit. year, and it was lit. You yeah. feel me? So I think it's getting there, but 
Um, as far as sports betting, back to that, um, I did, once I found out that it was legal and you could bet, I downloaded the app soon to find out that you can't bet on college anyway. So I think that's one transition that's going to happen. We know the verbiage and we've covered it on this podcast about college athletes going to start getting paid and endorsements and different things like that. Correct. Yeah. So with that being said, I think that would translate into college betting within the state. But for now, I could say I already see the shift in them trying to push that within the sports uh, region, within the sports culture here. That's the word I was looking for because, as you know, I have the official song for the Portland Trailblazers called Rip City. I go to about 60 to 70% of the home games, and I'm seeing it advertised at every game now on the Jumbotron. I'm talking about at halftime. They're saying, make sure you download the app and put your second half bets in for the game because you can bet Damn. live, so you can bet at halftime, you could bet during the first quarter yeah, or yeah, any yeah, of that. Yeah. So the fact that, like, I was kind of blown away because I thought, not necessarily that it was frowned upon. I know how popular it is, but for literally me to be at the game and that was the first advertisement on the Jumbo trying as soon as it had, take out your phones and put your second half bets in. And then one little statistic that I want to add in before I leave uh, and let you talk about it is the fact that in the first month that this app came out, um, I believe $13 million worth of bets were placed and $12 million was paid out. So they made $1 million in one month off of having that app. And right. I'm talking about that's with bugs and kinks and wrinkles. I use the app. It still has very much so glitches. It kicks you out. Right. Um, You can only bet while you're in the state of Oregon. So if I went to Cali, and tried uh, to put a bet in. It's a lo it's a geolocation geo that wow. shows, so wow, I won't wow. even be able to make the bet unless I'm in Oregon. And yeah. so sometimes it gets the locations messed up. I'm not sure of people who live on that border of Washington, but yeah. I've read a lot of uh of, of reviews that, that yeah, that I read exactly. I read a lot of uh <laughs> reviews that they trying yeah. to you know tap in with the app developers and let them know. Me personally, I haven't ran into so much problems, but I have experienced the glitches and putting in the right password and it tells you that it's the wrong one and just a bunch of stuff. So I think they're still figuring it out. But all in all, I just think it's going to make uh, sports more interesting here as we are seeing it transition into becoming more and more of a sports town. Yeah, yeah. I actually think a little bit different. I, I don't think unless we get... Obviously, the closest thing that we think we'll get next to a baseball. sports team is Major League Baseball to Portland. I don't think it makes much of a difference unless that Major League Baseball team comes here and you have the, the Blazers and you have um, whoever the hell that team would be named in a Major League Baseball realm. Um, you'll have kind of two cultures and you'll have two different teams in this one state both doing the same thing. And that's one thing I think about sports. Sports is universal. So, you know, when you think about a baseball culture, that's separate from a basketball culture, which is separate from a soccer culture. And once you kind of have all of these different cultures going, going on. on at once in one central location, that's when I think things could blow up and things could really just go crazy. That's Where when I, you can start to consolidate. Hey. <laughs> I see you using the hey. word today. There hey, you go. Talk about it. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah, um, I agree. But, but what I will say is this. I think it's actually going to have more an effect 
outward. And this is where it's kind of like when you think about the Bay Area and technology in the Bay Area and how it kind of has this central location of Silicon Valley, but it, its effect reaches so many different Uber areas, and Uber, all of so that many stuff. different yeah. regions. It affects the world. Mm -hmm. This is where I think Oregon, the state of Oregon, having sports betting could affect the world because we know money circulates. Money ties in whether it comes from betting to a player on a team to, guess what I'm about to say, sports apparel. You have Nike here. You have Adidas here. You have athletes that I think could be swayed to choose which one of these different apparel companies to sign with based on us being able to have betting and people being able to kind of wash money, launder money, do whatever the hell it is that they want to do with their money through all of these different kind of working avenues now. So where I think it could sort of change the game is I think it'll open up the minds more so of people here in this state and i think it'll open up the minds of a lot of these people that are working the behind the scenes in these different areas for these different corporations to be able to reach outward and still it'll connect back to athletes signing with certain companies that ultimately center right back here to the state of oregon where you have the headquarters of nike the headquarters of adidas etc etc so etc etc under armor all of that is here now so i think some way somehow I don't necessarily have the full formula yet, but some way, somehow, I think it's going to spread outwardly in so, a way that we won't figure out until maybe so the end of the I damn think, decade. I think it'll spread outwardly, too. I agree with that part, but not in the way that you said it. I think it'll spread more outwardly as far as, as I mentioned, you can't go to California and do this shit right now. So mm -hmm. I think that they're going to be innovative in a sense where Oregon is going to be one of the first people that, legalized it in the state and then i think we're gonna see it branch off into maybe california kind of like the weed game was okay well let you me feel bring me? it back now now i'm glad you said that because now i'm gonna bring it back this sports business gets real crooked at an early early age for a lot of these athletes so if oregon is is the they pioneer implement that and kind of the pioneer of doing a such thing now money is being is going from state to state. Now people have certain connections to these different athletes. Obviously, just use California, for example. The best athletes are born and bred in California, at least on this side of the country. So there's you can touch people. I think the reach and the touch is a lot shorter than some people may think because now, oh, I know so-and-so who knows this kid's dad, and he's the next upcoming LeBron James. We might not really so see if you the think effect it's gonna make it, it dirty. during AAU. We might not see the effect of it until later. And a lot of these people get bred through. You either play for an it's Adidas cold, program. Yeah. I can see it turning You play for a, a Nike game. program. Yeah. Yeah. You play for an Under Armour program. It's just starts bro. early. Score six points <laughs> it today starts early. And say like, your knee like, hurt. Like, it starts really early. Like, as far as AAU yeah, is it concerned, can get dirty. you're either sponsored by Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour. And whoever you shine with, and when you yeah. end up becoming a professional, that's who you sign with. Don't forget, the colleges got a stake in it, too. They're offering scholarships to kids. That's 10, 11, 12 years old now. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it gets that's so crazy. murky that I just think some way, somehow, I don't fully have the answer to it, but I think some way, somehow, the power of these apparel companies being centralized right here in the state of Oregon will somehow be a loophole to sports betting or bettors or investors or whatever you want to say economically when it comes to that in particular. It'll reach. 
we in ways see. that we just don't know yet. But like I said, maybe by 2029, it'll all be laid out to us. Um, but that's all we got for tonight, man. So, D-Boy, anything you got to announce? Anything you want to say? Twitter, um, Instagram, talk about it. I'll be performing at the uh, Jammin' 107.5 Penthouse Party on January 9th. That's a Thursday night, I believe. So make sure y'all pop out and support that. Uh, again, like I told you, we got the uh, comedy show, the Dirty Hour comedy show. That's going to be on January 22nd at the Jack London Review. We got comedian Hannibal Thompson. We got Lance Edward. We got a host of other people that's coming through. Good talent on the stage. I'll be performing a song or two that night to cap it off. So the 9th and the 22nd, market cap. Yeah, DJ Pounce is going to be on the ones and twos right here to my right. You know we multifaceted. Hello. So, man, we going to knock that out the park. And that's really all the announcements. I got keep streaming life outside social media. I ain't got nothing to say. You did, Joe. Happy New Year. I did my announcements at the beginning of the episode. 2020 vision. But, but what is going to stay the same, regardless of if it's a new year or it's a new decade, I have to tell you to give it your all at whatever it is that you do. And we are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay, stay woke and, and go, go win. win.